Hello, everyone. This is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Thursday, March 19th, 2020. And in case you missed the last few episodes, we are two film producers. I'm from Los Angeles and Christian is from New York City. And just a little more than a week ago, we released the first episode of a new podcast we created called The Producer's Happy Hour. It was meant to be a show where two producers on opposite coasts chatted over drinks about what it meant to be a good producer. But things have changed very quickly, and now we're going to take this opportunity to reach far and wide into our filmmaking community to see who is working, who's not working, and what the future looks like for commercial shoots as well as TV and film. We want to hear your stories. We need to hear your stories. We, people need to know that we're all in this together. So please send us your questions or tell us what is happening with you and your work. You can email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Or better yet, record a one-minute voice memo and email it to that same address. Just follow the instructions at our website, producershappyhour.com. We're not journalists, but we are facilitators and storytellers, and we think there's value in that. And we want to use our skills to bring our community together and share our stories with each other so we don't feel so alone at this difficult time. Great. So, Christian, you know... We kind of pivoted really quickly and rushed out an episode yesterday. We have an interview today with John Maurer, who's a great location manager based in New York, who's got some very vital information that he's going to share with us. But before we get into that, I don't think the audience even knows who we are just because we rushed this out so quickly. So if you don't mind, I want to take a moment to introduce you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I met you um, many years ago. I don't want to say how many. We were production managers. We met at RSA, Ridley Scott. You're based in New York. I'm based in LA, but I was out there doing some work and we became fast friends and started sharing jobs with each other and knowledge. And uh, you, since then, you've been producing all kinds of content, commercials, promos, live events. You're a valuable resource in New York. You know all the crew and you know all the ins and outs of that city. And it's great to have you as part of this podcast. Well, Lawrence, you for sure are both coast and equally versed in L.A. and New York, in my opinion. Yes, we've known each other. We'll just call it forever right now. <laughs> yeah, let's just call it that. <laughs> I know because we both do, you know, uh, you do content, you do standard commercials, film, even as much as voiceover work, animation work. It's all there. I mean, you're the full package. So, <laughs> I mean, it's true. So, uh, you're a valuable asset. I, I'm always reaching out to you to find out who I should use as an AD in LA or where am I going to, you know, who's the latest and greatest caterer. So, I think we both um, thrive on knowing each other and uh, benefit a lot from our relationship with each other. Absolutely. And we wanted to start a little podcast, uh, a lighthearted, fun little chat about producers over drinks, literally drinking every episode, um, and interviewing industry professionals to find out what it means to them to have a good producer support them. That was the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. But then all this happened, uh, and obviously we switched up. So now we think it's important to share people's stories. Even if, you know, I, I was talking to somebody on LinkedIn. He's like, I don't have much of a story. I'm just now working from home. I said, well, that is a story. You're working. Most people in L.A. and New York aren't working right now, so it's good to to share that. Tell us what company it is. Tell us what kind of work you do. Just hearing people's voices out there that are still making their way through this really challenging time is important. It will all help us feel much more closer. Right, and just remembering that last week we were all still trying to figure out how we would be filming this week. 
And this week on Monday, we all realized it's gone. It's gone. Nobody's filming right now. Uh, we should not be gathering in groups of more than 10, even though, oddly, the both the mayor's office in New York and the L.A. permit office also are saying crew of 50 or less they're still approving, which um, is in direct opposition. Contradiction. Exactly. Yeah, to each other. So what is being told to us by our governors and state officials. So everyone out there, be smart, be safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face, be really thoughtful if you really need to be uh, doing a film shoot with 50 people right now um, because uh, the way this virus spreads that that can lead to to more problems than than that paycheck is worth exactly and I, I should also mention that my middle name should have been Christian face toucher Kendrick <laughs> <laughs> oh you gotta but, knock it off so I'm definitely learning everyone definitely learning that I need to stop to you know touching my face maybe I just need a couple of oven mitts to wear around, <laughs> so I just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. There's a great website that's a live updated website that has all the statistics of COVID-19, how many states have cases, confirmed cases, how many countries have confirmed cases, and um, we're going to put that in the show notes because it's a valuable resource just to start tracking your state and, and, and seeing uh, how things are progressing. Right now, Christian, it says we have 237,000 plus known cases across the globe. Mm -hmm. In your state, New York, 4,152. You've actually surpassed Washington. They were the the leading state that had the most cases, but you surpassed them a few days ago. Yes. And California has jumped up to 875. Everyone who's listening can go to this website and see a live update of how many cases are in their state. I do have to say, too, there um, as much as um, it is showing uh, what new cases are popping up. It's also showing how many people have recovered. So there is yes. a bit of hope on the website. Uh, you know, just a little bit of hope there. A little bit of hope there. So, Christian, we have an interview with uh, location manager John Marr a little bit later, but I want to share some news updates. That would be great. I'm sure everyone's seen these, but we're going to link to them all in our show notes. Hollywood Reporter says that there are 120,000 entertainment jobs that have been lost due to this pandemic. And I, I, I Since when? More than 120,000 IOTC jobs are estimated to have been lost since the start of the corona outbreak, according to individual correspondence that the local cinematographer's guild, Local 600, and the motion picture yes. editor's guild, Local 700, sent out to members. So this is a kind of self-reported self-study of, of who's been put out of work because of this pandemic. And the uh, Motion Picture Editor Guild Executive Director Kathy Rapola wrote Wednesday in a message, this is a devastating time for the entire IATSE family. And she went on to say that IATSE has been successful at securing a standardized two weeks of pay from our more responsible employers. The IA intends to address those employers who are not following suit. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the guilds are trying to talk with the production companies about some sort of severance uh, for people that are being let go. And that sounds like it's for right now, it looks like it's TV and film. It looks- is, that in- is that including our commercial brothers and sisters? So, yeah, it's hard to say what this means. Is this going to apply to commercial crew as well as television and film? I think there's a, a lot of questions to be answered. The IOTC international president, Matthew D. Loeb, this week urged Congress to include displaced entertainment workers in a relief package and asked members to sign this online petition. So that's the petition I'm yes. going to link to 
also in the show notes, which I'm sure many people have seen around on social media. Mm-hmm. I saw it posted on CoPros, definitely signed it. Yep, I did too. So that petition, what it says is the Bipartisan Families First Coronavirus Response Act is a good start to provide relief to workers. However, the provisions on the table for emergency paid leave benefits won't apply to displaced entertainment workers because of the requirement for days worked on a job to qualify. It's something we all go through, right. right? You know, it's like we're employed for three, four, five for producers and production crew, maybe 10, 15 days at a time. So it, our employment mm-hmm. looks unusual for all these kind of standard. It, it's hard to track. It's hard to track. So I think that puts a lot exactly. of us in this weird gray zone of social services. Yeah, because um, rules designed specifically for the traditional single employer relationship or even for multiple or multi-employer work in the, like the construction industry are likely to exclude our members. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to tell people because we're used to saying, yes, I worked. And, you know, the person that we're talking to believes us because that's how our industry works. Proving that we have or the amount of days that we have um, gets a little tricky. And then there's a whole other side of this, Christian, which I'm more in touch with because I do a lot of experiential. You've done some experiential with me. But the live event industry. Oh, yes. Because everything yeah. canceled. Everything canceled. Sorry, Coachella. Everything. Yep. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the vendors and talented artists that I know and work with, this is their time. South by Southwest, Coachella, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that, are, that have fallen in the, in the, in the wake um, has put people out of work for a very unknown length of time. So there is there is a petition going around asking the government for a federal aid package for the event industry. It's on change.org. I'm going to put that link in the show notes as well. And here's what this one says. Currently, the live events and business meetings industry is in free fall and headed toward a complete collapse with no end in sight. There are already strong ripples of this impact to the transportation and hospitality industry that rely on our industry, which have received media and government attention, but no mention of the larger losses that are reaching into the billions and billions of dollars Mm -hmm. and continuing to climb by the minute in the live events and business meetings industry. So it's not directly related to film production, but there is a lot of crossover right now because of all the experiential work that's been happening. And those people need help as well. Everybody needs help right now. I remember when I was filming at Bonnaroo last year, Mm -hmm. there was a man who lived in North Carolina, would drive over and it was a shuttle van driver so that he could see all the music. They would stay like four to a hotel room Mm -hmm. and make the, the wage. But he said he traveled around to many festivals and that's what he did. So I can only imagine the people who do that making the lower end of the you know pay scale are devastated right now. Absolutely. So check out those petitions in our show notes if you feel inclined to sign them. Hopefully that is one small thing that can help us get a little bit of relief to to our community. Yes. Now, Christian, uh, let's do our interview. Oh, yes. John Marr, one of my favorite people here in New York. Great. Hey, everyone. Today, we're talking to John Marr. He is a New York City-based location manager, has been doing so for about 25-plus years. So he's a member of Local 817, which is the Teamsters Union, and a member of the DGA. Um, There was a special thing that happened, I would say, about 10 years ago, where all of you guys could get into the union as second ADs, right? Yeah, I got in. I got in in... um... 2006, it was still open 
for, for a while until it, it started to change when 817 started to make uh, overtures. Exactly. Um, you could get in just like any other second AD just by showing uh, days, prep days and shoot days. And uh, at, which is for feature films, it's still a, a, a DJ covered uh, category. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, but for commercials, but for commercials you know, at the mm-hmm. time, it was not a required um, job that they had to fill. But if you were in a, in the DGA and were hired to do a commercial and let them know you were in the guild, the company could either hire you or not. Well, I remember there weren't very many of you guys, maybe was, three or four. Yeah, it was more like seven, six or seven at mm-hmm. that time. Back right, then, but still. Were, yeah. yeah, I mean, not a lot, but, you know, and we were the ones, those of us that were in the guild were guys that were working a lot. Well, in addition to those things, um, you also own um, Home Studios, which is 873 Broadway for everybody out there, for about 10 years now with two studio spaces. Yeah, we, well, we've been, we've been there since 2004, um, and mm. then in 2014, we took over second space. Um, so, it. yeah, we've been there. 17 yeah, years. Yeah, it's been so, a while. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, what the reason why we wanted to speak to John today is he has he's he as a location manager uh, in New York City, but also as a, um, you know, member of the guild and 817 um, to get his perspective on what's kind of happening in New York right now. In addition to that, um he has spoken to the mayor's office as recently as today to find out about permitting and such. John, I would like to find out how are you doing? How is you? How are your family? Are you home? Is everyone uh, sequestered? So far, yeah, we are. Um, my wife and I are staying home and going out um, as little as possible. I haven't ventured out to um, supermarkets or stores or anywhere in about three days. I've gone down to get the mail and things like that, but I have no, no reason to go out, so I haven't. Um, although today looks like it's going to be a, a, an errand day, so I probably will head out in the afternoon um, on my bicycle. And where are you at right now? I'm in the Lower East Side. I'm on Grand ah, Street. Yeah. Got it. I'm sort of getting a better perspective through what I'm seeing at the studio than what I'm seeing or hearing through commercials and the DGA and 817. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the DGA message board here, the Google group. I'm on the 817 scouts message board, which is also includes the, the guys that are doing TV and so on. And, you know, for the commercials, it, it just stopped very suddenly. Um, for the guys that are working in TV on the streaming, uh, you know, all the streaming shows that are shooting in New York, the, uh, the Netflix and um, uh, universal and things like that, that was sort of a trickle where I think Netflix went first and then, uh, Universal went second and Viacom and so on and so on until pretty much all those guys. And right now there's like 500 scouts in 817 within the, in, in that uh, TV contract, which is separate from the commercial contract. Right. Um, so there's about 500 of those guys now that are, that are pretty much not working at all. Mm. The commercials, like I said, I had a couple of holds and things just dropped out pretty suddenly what I saw at the studio, once things started to get a little crazy, we had one client that was concerned about her shoot, and they had some various concerns about getting equipment in and this and that. So we let them load in early, uh, like a week before their shoot. Mm. The day that she loaded in, I, the phone was just ringing and emails were coming in and clients were like, cancel, 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 reschedule, cancel. And to be clear, we're talking that that Monday was... Uh Monday the 16th or the week prior? Yeah, it was the 16th. It was Monday the 16th, yeah. 
like Friday was, Friday was like the slow trickle. Friday was like one client concerned and another client saying, hmm, what about? And then when I came in Monday to meet the client that was concerned, it was just like phone call, email, phone call, email, like bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. And by the end of Friday, we had lost almost every job, had either canceled or postponed for two months, for March and April, uh, all of March and all of April. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like the bigger clients with more money were initially more receptive to either higher cancellation fees, fees mm-hmm. or things like that. And then as the days went on, they all then started saying, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's that's not such a great deal. Let's let's revisit this and do more of postponements and, and lesser cancellation money. Of course, our problem is the landlords aren't giving any, the, what they're offering us is bunkers. I mean, they're, they're saying like uh, deferrals, right. which is absolutely brutal because what do you do then in October, November? Yeah, when you owe six months of rent. Exactly. All at once. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sort of seeing it from a different perspective with the studio, and I'm seeing that it all came down so quickly. And the other side of this coin is, you know, I'm being very optimistic with this and hoping that this is a short term thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody now is also on, on the other side of this coin. Everybody's like emailing saying, "What dates can you give us from May 15th to June 30th?" Yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask you is looking forward, what does your calendar look like both for the studio and for location scouting? Do you have holds as a location scout looking forward? And it sounds like you've already got some holds for the studio looking forward, some optimistic holds. The studio, yes, the optimistic holds for the studio are like deep, like deep, 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 like overlapping days. And, you know, we have this one client who's who's got equipment in the studio now, you know, not a lot of equipment, but we've got a couple of her pieces that, you know, um, she, <laughs> she so she's, dibs. I gotta be Sounds like dibs, she yeah. has dibs. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she got dibs for sure. As far as scouting, you know, I did have a couple of clients call last week as well saying, Hey, we have an LA job that the director's in New York, or this is in New York, or the talent's in New York. Can we do it? And you know, the mayor's office is still open. And at that point I said, yeah, if you guys want to come on, I could use the work, but that's all those, those, there was like maybe three calls. They have all kind of just disappeared and I haven't heard back. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, holding your breath, not holding my breath on that. And I don't have any, any scouting holds, but I have a feeling that just the the production companies, you know, we all have a lot to deal with right now. And I figure Mm -hmm. they probably have many balls in the air and the last thing that they're trying to figure out right now is booking a scout for June or something yeah. like that. I think yeah. when it happens, it, it'll happen. Um, and, and hopefully it is June or May, you know, May. I mean, <laughs> Please. And yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully, you know, from, we're seeing people are being optimistic and everybody is trying to get in early. Mm-hmm. Like I said, from the 15th of May through June, we have holds many deep as hell. I mean, like normally it's a, one or two, maybe three, but we're, we're going four or five deep um, because everyone's blanket holding too. Uh, like, yeah. me, I want three days, but give me the whole month. Give me every Wednesday, <laughs> you know, Thursday, Friday. Right. It's like, sure. But, you know. but when it comes down to it, it's, uh, well, hopefully, you know, how quickly it ended is how quickly it'll start back up. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I listened to your previous cast and, you know, talking, you know, 9-11, I, I was shooting on 9-11 and I, you know, endured that. And mm-hmm. I was, I was almost appalled. Actually, I was so raw and it was so emotional. And then to have people calling like two weeks later saying, "Hey, we have to go reshoot that job," I was like, "Are you kidding? Yeah, already? Yeah." Um, but that also spoke to the re- resiliency mm-hmm. of of New York, America, like just the economy and the, and the capitalism, whatever you want to call it. It was just like people. They wanted to get back to work, and um, I think it gives people a purpose. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I feel like yeah, us production, yeah. our, our production people, like, uh, you know, we've, we've all been freelance 20 plus years now. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, um, this is our life style. It's how we, it's our careers. It's how we work. But when we're not working, we're also trying to stay active and do things as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think that um, it, people wanted to get back to work and show, you know, everybody that we could and we were resilient back at 9-11. I feel like this is going to be, um, hopefully it's the same thing. It might be slightly harder because of government regulations. Right, right. That's what we're trying to navigate right now. Like, have you heard anything at all from the DGA or 817 or? I've heard a few different things. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, uh, I did actually speak to the DGA on one of the three Google groups that I'm part of. There was a discussion on health benefits, how, how what's going to happen with people that now that work has stopped and it's dependent on how many days you work. Exactly. Are they going to change the number of days and et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the guild, you know, the spectrum of the age group, my son, Cody, you know, is, is also yeah. in the guild now. He's oh, now nice. second age. Yeah. He went to the training program and yeah. graduated. He's he's working to get to qualify. He just he just got in. He finished the program, and he's working to qualify for the first time. Mm-hmm. And now with this work stoppage, that's you know that's not going to happen. Other members, young members that I know, guys that are like Cody's age that have gone through the program in the last three or four years. Some of these guys are now married and having babies, and they're really really concerned because they just got the insurance and they don't want to fall off it. And then you have guys in the guild that are much older and are, are using the health benefits because they're, they're older and they have more medical needs and so on. So right now, I, you know, the guild is trying to work it out, how they proceed and what benefits the most members. Mm-hmm. What's sort of the most painless way to go about this? You know, they, 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 you can't just um, have everybody come in or, or start paying. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Training exactly. the system, you know. You train it. There's no, no. money left now. now nobody's going to get anything. So, so there, there has they, they, there. I know that I, I got a direct call from them the other day, and um, I know that they're working. Right. I mean, is it a? It's a fairness thing. It's a seniority thing. I'm sure. It's also like a lifetime pay in versus not. It's uh, who's in the most need. It all has to be taken into consideration. And I don't know. I would hate to be the one who is in charge of deciding. Well, again, they're from what you know what they said. They're going to do what will serve the most members the best way. I mean, they they, they you, you can't just they could. I mean, if they lowered the amount of days to get in, it, it could lower the funds available. Um, if they right. extend benefits, you know, all of this it's it's a tricky thing. But I I know and I I trust I trust them. I totally trust them. I know that they're well managed. Uh, and they're going to do the best they can. I know that my brothers and sisters in 817, because I'm, again, I'm getting the DGA plan, the guys in 817, uh, MPHP, it's a different thing, and I'm not sure what's happening there. Right. Um, and they're pretty much in the same boat. I mean, all these are, all these things mm-hmm. are run by um, trustees, yes. and the trustees have to decide what's best for the members. And, you know, you open the floodgates, and then, boom, there's no money left. So there, there, there is, um, you know, a needle they need to thread that's probably not going to please some people. and well, um, when does a hundred percent of things please a hundred percent of the people? <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> well, just as a as an antidote. So, when you spoke to the uh, mayor's office this morning, what did they yes. say? They, I was surprised mm-hmm. because I I'm had surprised heard too because you texted me a little yeah, sneak peek. I, I had heard because I'd called for these jobs last week that they were still issuing mm-hmm. permits. Um, I had heard through the grapevine that they were going to start 
possibly working from home. The only problem is at the mayor's office, they all work on, what is it, intranet rather than internet. They don't. Oh, right. It's not an outside link. In other words, you can't you can't have a coordinator work from home and log in and, and process no. the permit. They have to a lot of medical, a lot of so, uh, city run things. Right. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, get, I called them this morning to check in and uh, they answered the phone and I spoke to one of the coordinators. <gasps> wow. And they're still there and they're still issuing permits. They're in the office? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're there. Yeah, I spoke wow. to them an hour ago. Um, Interesting. And are they issuing permits? They are, did you they ask are about issuing that? Okay. permits. Mm-hmm. And I, I did filming? mention, you know, what I've heard from the um, the TV scouts, you know, that the, the, I know a lot of those guys I talked to, a lot of them guys that I've worked with you know, for years and years. And um, all those shows have shut down. And they, you know, she acknowledged that, but she did say that that was that was their decision to shut down. That wasn't a mandate from the city. The only <laughs> mandate right now is no more than 50 people. So if you're right. on one of those TV shows, they're, they're huge, you know? They are, but I think, I think that's an interesting point because part of what Lawrence and I were discussing yesterday when it comes to force majeure, the reason why that I have been able to get those passed through was because the government shut down the city. In LA? In New York. During a hurricane or something, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. previous, previous things, not, not, yeah. not now, yeah. Not but now. because they're not shutting down, because they're allowing permits, I wonder how that's going to work when it comes to cancellations, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the big question. Well, some of these jobs, like one of the jobs that we had at the studio that was still talking about potentially doing this, and the discussions I had, and these are guys that I know and that you know, you know, they were sort of like, I think Monday they said, let's do a scout. Now, I was supposed to go meet them when my wife was not too happy about that. And then the producer <laughs> called me and said, well, my wife says I can't leave either. So you, you, and I'm like, yeah. hey, I got to go. And you won't go. <laughs> you know? They said, yeah, go do a FaceTime video. And I said, well, okay. Yeah. And, and then the more I thought about it, I said, this is ridiculous. This, this job isn't going to happen. And why, yeah. why put myself, my at wife, risk. my neighbors yeah. at risk to go up to the studio when this thing isn't going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, it's like, this is the thing where the directors are in LA. It's like, how are they going to get here? And the the talent is a culinary personality. And I'm like, she's, uh-huh. she's not going to put herself in front of a crew. And if we get the permit for 50 people and I have to, and their studio staffed, then that means they have, you know, 49 uh-huh. means 49. It doesn't mean like, oh, we're going to leave the PAs in the truck and we're going to have, they're all going to count. You know, they're all going to yeah. be yes. commingling and mm-hmm. all of them are going to count. I, I just couldn't see how it could work. No, I I can see how E and G style shoots would work with exactly. ten people, and exactly. you know where the the sound person is also the boom, you know where there's people doubling up on things. But what I I can't right. see a full on you know regular commercial the way that we've filmed them in the past right. are able to move forward under fifty people. One thing that I saw in one of the many petitions that are going around town is that there are some positions that simply would go against the social distancing, like makeup, hair, wardrobe, people who have to get in close and touch people, that that's, you know, also another concern to think about in the, in these shoots, even if you can get the crew down small, at some point, someone's going to have to put a brush on someone's face for makeup or touch touch, their hair. Yeah. Yeah. In in this particular job, I, and this is just my, you know, location manager thinking, not producer hat, hat, you know, I, I could foresee, you know, something where, Day one, they come in and they light and they block mm-hmm. it out and they get it ready without the talent. And they, day two was sort of a closed yeah. set type environment. Which is keys. Which it's like, a, you know, something when 
we've seen these things before where it's super close set where it's like talent yeah camera yeah you know grip pushing the die whatever and that's it four people maybe five people on set i, I don't know i mean no, i don't know if that's that makes, something that would be a reality but it sure would be i think people are going to start looking to be doing this so any solutions yeah. are good or any you know suggestions right. or could be solutions um, so John, John, I wanted to ask you, you know, what, what are you doing uh, during this time? So you, you're kind of twofold. You've got the studio business and you've got, uh, your scouting business. Um, what are you doing during this downtime? As you said, you, you also worked through nine 11. What are you doing to stay active, stay positive and stay connected? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've talked to people really just more on a social level. I mean, it's just, I have so many concerns right now financially, just living life as a normal person and, and the studio responsibilities. And, you know, my, I have three kids that are grown and they're all in apartments and nobody, nobody's working. So yeah, it's I mean, stay busy. I'm just doing like what everybody else has been doing this. <laughs> you know, this is, this is today's uh, entertainment. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> this, is, just this is very helpful. This in is there. very helpful. It, Do you have any advice yeah. that you would give um, a freelancer of, uh, any freelancer of about what's going on right now? I mean, I just honker down, man. It's, it's going to lift and be over, you know, it's going to, it will pass. Uh, we lived through nine 11. We lived through Sandy. Yeah. You know, obviously in those situations, you could, you could sort of see the, the villain, whatever it would be. You could see it now you can't, but, yes. but we're going to mm-hmm. live through it. And believe me, as soon as this thing lifts, as soon as this thing settles down, it's going to get freaking, I, I, it's going to, it's, I really believe fully it is going to come back. We'll be working again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a capitalistic society and they're going to want this shit on TV, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, cookies, whatever the hell you're advertising, it's, it's all going to be, <laughs> you know, well, out there. Well, um, one more question before we let you go. What did you learn, if anything, from your experience of uh, after 9-11? But I, I think it was just that, that how, how quickly the city rebounded. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was astounding. I mean, I really thought, you know, this is it, man. This is it. I know. Um, you know, just like from a work standpoint, like who is going to care about this? Shit? I remember. And, and that was sort of like, but, but no, it was, it bounced back and it rebounded. And um, I have full faith that it will. I, I totally trust the leadership mm-hmm. in, the, in the unions that are doing the best they can for their members. I feel bad for these young people that are starting out, that are having a hard time making benefits, making ends meet. And uh, I really feel for them. But um, I, I feel confident that this thing is going to pass and we're going to bounce back and be just like we've always been, stronger than ever. I completely agree. Likewise, yes. Thank you so much for your time, John. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. If I hear any further updates from the mayor's office or anything, I'll let you know. Yeah. We would love it because right now I feel uh, like Lawrence and I were saying, I definitely feel a bit isolated right now. So even just speaking to people, even if it's been a little while, it feels nice to understand that we're all in this together. Well, good to hear from you guys. Be well. You too. Thanks, John. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Very special thanks to John Marr for that interview. Very helpful and informative and optimism. Yeah, the optimism that he has and the the strong words about how we will get past this are very, um, they're heartwarming for sure. They give us hope. And the optimism, uh, the optimism of the people renting, uh, putting his location on hold. Yes. In, uh, in just a couple months. <laughs> uh, that's, that's inspiring. So let's keep our fingers crossed that... Uh, We'll be back to work soon. Exactly. And we've asked John to update us too. So maybe we'll have in about a week or two, like we'll check in with John and see how the, you know, stage is holding up. 
So everybody stay safe and stay connected and also stay active. Don't forget to wash your hands and for the love of God, do not touch your face like I do. Do not touch your face. <laughs> Be sure to send us your voice recordings or emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. It's very important that we hear from you. We want to give you a voice in this. Absolutely. Christian, just for the record, how can people get a hold of you directly? You can get me at sisterchristianproduces.com. And Lawrence, how can people get a hold of you? They can get me at indelible-arts.com. Or my name, Lawrence T. I have three websites. Lawrence T. Lewis.com or for my voiceover work, voiceoflawrence.com. Perfect. All right, Christian. Thank you. Another so, day. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes. We'll talk to you tomorrow.